Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Welcome everyone to episode 69. We are in the Fiesta Ballroom at the La Quinta Resort and Club. And this is La Quinta, California, not Palm Springs, although we've been referring to it all year, all week as Palm Springs, California. And as you can tell, Vu and Rob are on vacation. Damon and I are working. Because, uh, <laughs> Damon, tell this? because uh, we got the team meeting, which evidently neither one of you were in, in, that we had to wear PCA gear every day. Damon's wearing PCA stuff. I'm wearing. You two are like ready for uh, <laughs> uh, to get on the cruise. You, what 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 port are you leaving? Do from? you not see my PCA shoes on? I've got my PCA oh, no, gear that on. Does not count. Oh, so if I wore one PCA shoe, that would count, right? You can wear one, but uh, usually wearing a pair is better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're we're uh, it's Friday at uh, parade, and it's been an amazing week. This facility here mm -hmm. and the the support staff they've been fantastic. And let me just say and. Uh, well, let me just back up a little bit. This is the second podcast that we recorded this week, um, but we're going to drop this one first because we had a number of things happen that we thought timeliness-wise um, we should drop this one first, but we're still going to drop the other one the following week. We're going to move things around a little bit because the uh, Treffen Gateway to the West registration opens uh, this week, so we want to pull that segment from the first podcast, we'll throw it into here. Uh, Robert will do his magic and make that all seamless, and then we will sort of stitch in. My hair's a little longer now. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally confused. <laughs> yes, it's a so we'll stitch it. You'll see continuity issues with your hair. Very, very. You'll okay. see how it all comes together. But as you can see, we've got Damon, Rob, and Manny at the table, and we've got lots to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I guess we start off with why we're recording. We're using the podcast that we're planning to be podcast two. As podcast one. So the reason being was, um, as you know, the classic club coupe went to auction at, uh, at PEC Atlanta last week and, uh, we found out who the owner was. And well, you knew right then. Oh, yeah. Who it was. We just couldn't. We just Tell couldn't anyone. say. It was, uh, again, one one more time where we have to kind of keep things a secret for a while. And we yeah. did post uh, the, the sale of the car, and we shared with all of you that uh, it was a 30-year member. But we wanted to be respectful, and we kept the person's name anonymous until we got a, you know a, a, an official green light to do Who so. Who is annoyingly good at keeping secrets. <laughs> it really is. I don't know well, what you're talking about. When it comes to PCA and Porsche stuff, stuff was not wife. a secret if you don't tell somebody about it. <laughs> Manny. Manny hates Wait, it. Wait, is that the saying? I'm pretty Manny. Yes, because that's why. It's hot. If you, so, it's a secret, you know, you're the only one that knows about it, then what's the good? Yeah, I, I like my Manny's Manny likes secrets where no one knows except for maybe he knows. <laughs> Those are the kind of secrets yes. he likes. That's yeah. a secret, right? <laughs> so anyway, I love dropping little hints. So anyways, in, in one of, one of the photos that we took at the celebration, at the celebration at PEC after the car went on, um, went, went through the auction, you will see Grant Larson on the phone, uh, while we're celebrating. And the person that he was on the phone was with actually Jerry Seinfeld, the, the new owner and caretaker of the classic club coupe. So immediately when we found out who the winner was, my thoughts was, wouldn't it be amazing if we could do an official handoff, transfer of ownership, hand over the keys, um, a celebration with, with him. So 
that's what I've been working on um, quietly behind the scenes. But as you know, people in the, you know, Hollywood and music, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've tried to do things with Usher. And sometimes their schedule just doesn't allow them. They, and they, they do their best to try to commit, but it doesn't happen. So I put things together. I want to give a shout out to Melanie, Melanie Williams on staff, Kristen Holmes on the parade staff, uh, as well as the staff here at the, the, the hotel. We literally made a beautiful presentation room in the lobby of one of the ballrooms. Uh, the reason why it had to be is because we couldn't get the car completely into the specific ballroom, but it looked the part. And I'm curious, Manny, Manny was there. The, 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 the list of invites was actually very small. So every, every point of the way that we put this together, I was in contact with, uh, Yanni Cabiglio and Sam Cabiglio, the, the, the two folks that handle the Seinfeld collection. And I asked, I said, you know, does he prefer that we do it privately, small group? Do you want to do it as part of a big parade banquet? Um, do you want photos? Do you want videos? Can, can we, can we announce that, that he's the winner? I really didn't know any of that information until he arrived, right? So we had to plan A, plan B and plan C. I actually had to figure out a path for his driver to drop him off in the basement and come up through the back way and the same, same thing for him to leave. But honestly, that was just one of the options. He was actually very cool. He had a car service and, um, you know, was dropped, uh, at the front of the ballroom and just kind of walked in. No problem. But before all of that, I wanted to get Manny's. What did you think when I finally told you that we were doing this? I did not believe it was going to happen. Well, I, t- <clears throat> So I listened to Spike's car, uh, car radio. And, and first of all, I don't know Jerry Seinfeld. I've met him several times, but I certainly don't know he's him. He's been so, to, he's been to works reunion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You say hi to him, but, yeah. uh, you know, you want, you want to let, uh, celebrities enjoy the day. You're, they're not, uh, coming there to do stuff for you. So, uh, I really don't know him. I just know him from, uh, the podcast and, and I don't, I got the feeling he didn't like big crowds mm-hmm. and he certainly keeps the, uh, Porsche uh, ownership to, himself and enthusiasts you know it's not something i see him talk about uh in public interviews so uh i did not think he was going to do this i just couldn't picture him i think he uh, would have been i thought he's just gonna have the car delivered to uh his car collection and that was it so um i was not ho- i was expecting a text from you that said uh it's called off uh you don't have to come at 2 30 uh but uh, kudos to you um because uh you managed to pull it off not just that it was a secret. Uh, obviously, you know, I knew it and I kept a secret. Uh, but I, the whole, were, uh, <laughs> whole turning the room into this, uh, you know what it reminded me of? Uh, it reminded me when we saw the 918 spider at Ren Sport mm-hmm. 4, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yep. Um, and it was still a, uh, prototype. Uh, but they had it the same way in, in uh, pipe and drape. And we walked through this room and suddenly there, there was, it was invited guests only. So that's the same thing with this. No one knew what was going on because there was no banquet at t- that time of day in that room and that building is used for banquets. So, uh, it was very quiet how everyone got into that room to, uh, to watch. And he, uh, he was genuinely, uh, he was surprised. He was genuinely surprised. Um, as he walked through the door, I greeted him. Everyone was behind the curtain, so to speak, waiting for him. And it was funny as he walked in and I introduced myself. I said, hi, I'm Vu. He said, I've seen you on TV. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Of course, ironic joke, right? Like right from the beginning, I was like, 
this is this is going to be cool. So we walk through the curtain and everyone, you know, applause as he walks through. And I, I think he's taken aback. And and we did say that it was going to be, you know, fairly small group, but a fairly small group in PCA is a hard thing to do. But so, to paint the picture, mm-hmm. he walks into a room that's now all the windows, everything's black by uh, black curtains, tastefully done. The car's sitting on the platform, uh, that fire and gold, I think. Yeah, fire and gold. Thank gold. you, Thomas. Thomas, yeah, Thomas, Thomas uh, that was cool. That yeah. the LED around it. That yeah, it's all out. covered it was... by LEDs, so it is. Yeah. It looks spectacular, uh, but it's covered at this point. It's covered. It's yeah. covered, but you can see the LED. Uh, so he walks into the slightly darker room, and uh, voila! You know, there's forty some people, and they all start applauding. And he looked and he put his arms up and he goes, now that's the way I want it to be every time I walk into a <laughs> he room. Did. He did say that. <laughs> he is. He is such a... F- so you could tell he's like a little kid about yeah. to get a toy. And yeah, I was about to make the same observation. He was like anybody else, you know, seeing their new car for the first time. Nothing remotely jaded about him, well, which I uh, thought was really The cool. raffle winners, you know, raffle winners, we always, they always, people say, well, they don't look impressed when you surprise them because there's so much... They're processing that they the emotions on the face go neutral, mm-hmm. but was uh, with Jerry he was um, you could yeah. see the smile on his face. Yeah, and absolutely, he was, he was very he excited was seeing the car for the first time. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What, yeah exactly. Yeah. It was um, he was I think he was making sure he wasn't going to miss this mm-hmm. uh, because he knew his new car was uh, just around the corner. So he he walks in and and again for those of you that are at parade and of course we can invite everyone I apologize but please know so this was at his request but we did have representation from PCA's executive council we had Porsche Cars North America Porsche Classic uh, we had Mark Porsche uh, representing the family there and it was it was so cool like it was surreal i was like stressed i had butterflies um we did a you know i wanted to ride that line between being too formal and being too casual but also not just just shotgunning with too much information because yes he knows he bought the car right put this into perspective everybody i think knows his his worth or his um you know how much he he the big of a collection he has and his ability to buy cars car spending money exactly (laughs) exactly and you know you want to make it special but not make it too formal and too uptight and i and i hopefully again manny you 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 being there and and rob as well it was a night i thought it was a nice balance and uh, i feel as though we gave him enough to really um be impressed by the car but i think he's he's gonna he's gonna think about maybe having us together again to we didn't share all the stories that car has so many stories that that i want to share with him and share with his team and um but everyone listening you can hear all these stories because we did discuss them over the past two years we've we've had uh tech tactics uh events uh that are on youtube we've talked about on the podcast so uh um obviously hopefully maybe he'll do some digging and uh Well, Yanni and Sam says, yeah, he texts us in the middle of the night that he's watching something on YouTube and we got to answer questions and find (laughs) out more about the cars. And, uh, so anyways, though, we did the presentation. We had, we had a cover over it. Hopefully for those of you that are watching on YouTube, you can see it. We had a, a, a black typical Porsche presentation cloth. And I thought it would be funny because the car actually comes with a specific classic club coupe car cover so actually we put that on first and so then we put the black cover with silver with the stripes with the silver stripes over yeah, top of yeah. it 
Yeah, world's best car cover. <laughs> and like like a teen like my teenage kid, he pulls out his phone. He's getting ready to do like this Instagram video and we pull the first cloth and he sees the car cover. <laughs> and he just laughs. <laughs> he's like, You got me. Yeah, that was that was well played. Yeah. And then we pulled the uh the car cover off and man, I, I the the there's a there's a there's several quotes that uh, I, I kind of overheard as he was talking with Grant Larson um, after after the reveal that I'll share with you once we get our articles and our, our um, press release out. But I'm very proud for PCA. I'm proud for all of us here at the table that have been a part of this. And um, I think he truly, truly appreciates what he has. Yeah, it's a, it was a great ending to a great story that started with you finding that car semi derelict in Springfield, Virginia. Exactly. It seems like it was yesterday. An ugly was... duckling that was left to be forgotten. And yeah. now it's a beautiful swan. I think I've said that a million times, but that's truly the story. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so he, so the, the whole, the whole turnover for this was we really only had like an hour window yeah. or that's mm-hmm. what was told to me. And so we, uh, the presentation did take roughly an hour, but then he, now needed to stay to do something with Grant. Uh, supposed to be it was going to be <clears throat> twenty minutes. Turned out to be an hour, a, an hour and twenty an hour and twenty minutes, and that's would normally be okay. But again, because we were doing this sort of in secret, I said, "Oh, you need twenty minutes. That's about perfect." Yeah. In terms of, we need twenty minutes to get the car out of the building. So you do your thing. We'll pull the car out, and then you can hop in, and boom, you're gone. Like that's the plan, right? Yeah. So we pull the car out. No one here at Parade has seen the Classic Club Coupe, but so as all the enthusiasts are on property, they see the Classic Club Coupe. They don't know why it's here, but then they start, you know, forming a crowd around and the it's car. it's parked right in front of the 15-foot uh, Transformer. <laughs> oh, yeah. From the newest Transformers movie. So that, now yeah. people have taken a picture of Transformer, but they haven't taken a picture of the Classic Club Coupe in front of the Transformer. And so, it's a great shot. Yeah, it's too. a great shot. It's a great only shot. happened one time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We should also add this is the first 996 that, that Seinfeld has bought. He didn't even own a GT3. Wow. Yes, that's surprising Prior when I this. asked him uh, if, it, if he owned a Mark One or Mark yeah. Two G996 or RS, and he said, nope, never. He said, none of them. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if this car doesn't maybe lead to a 996 GT3 RS at some point. But I had a fun conversation with Sam about how both, uh, uh, Seinfeld and, uh, Sam kind of came to the same conclusion at the same time about the, the design of the 996. It was like a switch flipped. You know, we had not previously been huge fans of the 996. And then all of a sudden, both of us come to the conclusion at the same time that, you know what, this is actually a very pretty car. And there's nothing inherently wrong with those headlights. Yeah. No, and, and in fact, he, he almost was a, a bit shameful that he didn't appreciate the design and architecture of the 996 when he was first introduced to it. I'm sure that at the launch and stuff, he, he went there and like most. Yeah. He gave some kind of sharp feedback at the focus group yeah. back in like this car, this car was following the 993. Yeah. I mean, that is one That's a, hard car to follow. Exactly. And, uh, and people can be forgiven for not liking this car. Because uh, a lot of people didn't, mm-hmm. and, and and not so much uh, um, that wasn't respect of the car itself. It was just the fact you're following such an icon, the last air cooled, right. one of the most beautiful 911s ever, the 993. Uh, so you know, if you by itself it would have been an awesome car. Following right. the 993, that's, that's a lot of sh- big shoes to fill. 
Um, but he was just smitten with this car. He was smitten with the whole. Uh, you could tell he couldn't wait to get in the car oh, and drive it. I mean, he was. Which was great. He drove it the 125 oh, yeah. so, or 130 miles back. Sorry to yeah, no, steal no, your thunder. No, absolutely. That, and that, that's the thing is when Yanni and, and Sam were, you know, after this, I said, so you're going to drop the car off? No problem. I'll figure out a way to get in. And I said, once the car is done, we'll get your driver. We'll load it up right by the door and he can hop on his plane or helicopter, whatever he takes. They're like, no, he wants to drive the car home. I'm like, you mean like, Two and a half, three hours away. They're like, yep, we're going to put gas in it before it gets on the truck. We will, uh, yeah, he's just going to hop in. I mean, that was the coolest aspect of the whole thing because he very easily could have helicoptered back to the Palm Springs airport, gotten on a jet and done whatever. But he hops in the car like you would have, like you, like I would have, and off he went to LA. But the car did not have gas when we brought it inside. Right, right. It, it only had an eighth of a tank, yes. and the battery was just disconnected. Just in case the fire marshal that's, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. Again, we know he's an enthusiast, but everything that he does, when you observe it, you're you're just so impressed. And I I don't I don't want to come across as a fanboy, but I always look for opportunities. You know, once we knew he he bought the car, what can we do with the handover? And then when I found out that he was driving it home, I'm like. We've never filmed or yeah. photographed the 996 in the wild. And I'm like, mm-hmm. here's our opportunity. So again, let me just back up a little bit. When he arrived and as things were going so well, I, you know, I, I, I basically asked, I was like upfront. I said, do you mind one, if we take, you know, candid photos and, um, share the news that you are the owner? He was, I mean, without, without hesitation. He's like, absolutely. I think people know I'm a Porsche guy and right. this yeah. is, you he know. said, I'm going to be driving this car a lot and people are going to see me in this car. So yes, you can. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's nice. fine to fanboy out uh, here because his regular guy quotient was really high. Oh, was very gracious. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised. So, so back to, you know, um, he finally hops in the car, waves and says goodbye to the crowd. And I'm thinking he's going to pull out and wait for, I think Yanni was driving a Volvo or something like that. And they would, yeah, they would a carpool. Star SUV or something. Oh, yeah. was it? Something yeah, like that. Anyways, yeah. he books it and I'm in the F-150 and I'm grabbing Bogdan and I'm like, let's go, let's go. So we, they, and I, I told Sam as, as cause Sam rode in the classic club coupe, um, with him. And uh, I said, let's go. We're going to follow them. We followed him for a good, 30 miles. Oh, wow. <laughs> and every part of it was kind of surreal. I'm like, the classic club coupe is in the wild. And we pulled up to the light over here. I forget Eisenhower Road. There's like a dip. Yeah. There's a dip before you go onto the, the road that, yeah. that crosses it. Just like a car guy. And I, I shouldn't, I don't know why I'm so surprised by this, but he took it at a 45 degree angle <laughs> and just you know, took his time. And as he's driving down the one road, you can see potholes ahead and you know, he straddles the potholes just like, <laughs> just like we would. Yeah. And he really took care of the car. I'm like, that is awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, he was clearly, as you said, smitten with the car and, and it's, look, it's impossible not to be. The interior of that car is one of the most incredible bits of handiwork I've ever seen done. That woven, it looks, you know, from 10 feet away, it looks like Pepita. You think it's cloth. It's woven leather. It's I mean, that, that's just, that's the first nuts. time that Who does been, that. Grant found that fabric however many moons mm-hmm. ago, wanted to use it, but the project that he was working on for whatever reason didn't get approved, but he still loved that fabric. And he said, man, 
I've yeah. got to make this happen. But yeah, it's not, even, it's not fabric. It's actual leather. Yeah, it's actual leather. That, exactly. That simulates the look of houndstooth. It was just... So while he was in comfort, the windows were up. So that means the air conditioning was working. <laughs> yeah. um, and you can tell that he's he's done this before because he stayed either in the middle lane or kind of in the right lane as we were in the F-150. And we were just circling him. So we did one pass with video, one pass vertical shots, one pass horizontal shots. And, you know, kudos to Boggs. He got some spectacular <laughs> photos right. uh, for us to share. And we've only shared a few on social media. And did you ask Boggs if he knew who Jerry Seinfeld was? But remember, Boggs didn't come here until he was eighteen. Boggs did know the ca- did not know the caliber of person uh, because I I remember parking yeah, parking behind him at the light right, and I said, Boggs, you know, he's probably paying for a good chunk of that car as we wait at this light. He's like, what? <laughs> and then he gets on the phone and Google's it, and he goes, Oh my god! Yeah, he's like, Oh, isn't he the guy from Comedians in Cars getting <laughs> coffee? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he's I've from seen the B movie. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. from the B movie. Exactly. He was impressed. I heard yeah. about it afterwards. So. Yeah, yeah, he, he was definitely <laughs> impressed. Funny. And then once um, we got our final shots, I I pulled alongside and he uh, he he kept going, and it was just cool to see the car just head out. Uh, and that's a pretty fitting end of the story. Oh, it, it so really cool. is. I mean, but, you can't. But it can't uh, be know. the end. It can't be the final chapter of that story. Right, there's going to be an epilogue. Hopefully so some we. Before he left, I, I, I definitely said, you're the only one that can truly give us a driving impression of that car because, nice. yeah, the, it did go to the ta- two test tracks and stuff like that, but we haven't heard the feedback. We don't know how yeah. it drives. Obviously, we've moved it a f- several feet to park it in place, but we've never driven it in anger, so to speak, so we would love to get that feedback, and he promised he would. Could you that. hear it? When you were uh, straddling the um a little bit, but that yeah. car is not a, not well, a loud car. Stock GT three, stock GT three, really no, it had no. to pass all the emissions, which means yeah. all yeah. the muffler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which that was a big deal because Jonathan Siebert, um, mm-hmm. you know, pointed out the car's got a, a bar sticker on it for California emissions, which was a huge deal. Huge and the whole deal. story about having to do that little trip just into British Columbia and yep. then turning around. So and bring it to customs. So it I think Jonathan wanted Jerry, Jerry to feel his pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> and, a tra- and I think Jerry did. Jerry yeah. was very uh, interested in the, how they got this car legal in all 50 states. It seemed very easy because uh, they've done it. It's an engine that's legal. Yeah. You know, it's a car that's legal, but it's not the way it works. Right. Uh, and there's, there's the two of them together. No. Right. Yeah, the, right. the chassis is different from, and the engine's different from the the original motor and the the roof. And Jonathan and the folks at AG as well. That we have so many people to thank. So I apologize if I don't drop your name, but they worked so hard on that yeah. car. And the, mm-hmm. the whole point was for him to know that we put our blood, sweat, and tears into this, and he I, I think he truly appreciated yeah he truly appreciated I've, I've got to ask you one thing though yeah what was the one thing that every 996 snob when they looked at the car commented on you mean the oh, headlights the slab no. no 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 we don't want- it had the amber side markers oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually talked about that with yeah. them i said yeah you know there was things we had to do in it and when we when we designed it we said man can we do the clear or the smoked 
turn signals and they chuckle. They say, if you want this car to get back into the country, we're going to have to put amber ones on. And Yeah, I like the amber. I was just yeah. going to say, yeah. I don't oh, yeah. know why people hate amber signs. I see clear I, and I see aftermarket. <laughs> and I, 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 would, I would do smoked. Be... I would do smoked. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't hate them. But, yeah. um, it's, so it's, it's, it's what happens is it gets old enough and people want everything original. Yeah. I saw that with the 914, everyone would put the Euro rear lights, which were amber and red. Mm-hmm. The U.S. lights were all red. And uh, so Porsche actually stopped making all red. Oh, wow. And suddenly uh, I realized, because I had to show the car and it had to be all original, so I had to find a set of uh, you know, original oh. taillights, and I realized how hard it was to find. Mm-hmm. I found one that was perfect, but at that point I was, these are going to come back. And sure enough, you yeah, started yeah. seeing people taking the uh, Euro lights off and putting the original U.S. lights back yeah. on. It's so kind of ironic know. when you can find, like, the Italian market, you know, front signal lights that are, like, they're clear. half clear and half yeah. amber, yeah. easier than the, the all-amber yeah. one. It's yeah. human nature. You want what you can't have, right? right? So Exactly, yeah. Anyway, so I hope you enjoyed it. Manny, you've been along the process a long time. So thank you for keeping most of the secrets. I know because it's extra tough for you. It was. (laughs) (laughs) And meanwhile, when this was happening. (laughs) And meanwhile, when this was happening, what were you doing? Well, uh, at some point, Manny stole away for a one-mile review of a, what was it, Signal? Yeah, I missed the uh, Jerry departure because uh, I had to meet Damon. uh, And um, and if you're watching YouTube, the car owner. I, I knocked one off my bucket list yeah. um, to drive a uh, an original real 73 Carrera RS touring. touring. Yeah. And, uh, this is your first uh, time? The first time. Wow. Yeah, I've never even rat- I've ridden in one. Uh, I've done the S, I've done the T, mm-hmm. done the E, uh, but never um, the uh, RS. I want to hear your impressions because it was funny. My point of reference for that car was the 72 911S that I had owned, and it was much more different than I yes. thought it would be. It was exactly, you're right. It was uh, not, not you, you read, uh, I, I have an issue with automotive journalism when it's because uh, a lot of these guys that write about these cars never drive them. They just read what other people have written and then they just regurgitate uh, the people's thoughts. So um, I went in saying, well, you know, people say it's only 20 more horsepower than a uh, 911S. It's not that much different. And the power S delivery is, is much is, different. Yeah, it's a good. Um, it's a good compromise. So on paper, you don't think that it's going to. So be I wasn't as expecting a whole yeah. lot. You yeah. know, uh, my expectations were very low, uh, but wow. Um, and and this is such a uh, incredible example. So this car came uh, from the at, uh, at one time. Remember Stanley Gold, the big Porsche collector. He was a Stanley Gold, a big uh, Porsche. I mean, huge Porsche collection and, and top-notch cars. So uh, the owner was telling me the history of the car, and it came from that, from his collection. And the owner drives the snot out of this car. This is not a um, trailer queen. This car just came off of the Copper State. He's got like four or five times, five or six stickers on the back. Yeah, and he was so chill. Uh, He kept on leaning into the window. uh, You know, when I was all ready to go, and he said, "Now, Manny, I want you to drive this like it's your own car." Drive it as hard as you do your own car. That's awesome. And I just wow. looked at him and I said, well, Manny's going to drive it seven-tenths. <laughs> Manny can't pay for his car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> With the David Piper situation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but on purpose, I didn't want to drive the road ahead of time just because I wanted everything to be new. And uh, Damon picked an incredible road. Yeah. He found this road just up this mountain that, uh, my God. Um, if I lived uh, closer there, that's all I would do every day. Is just, just drive up that road. See if yeah. I could uh, best my time up and down this road to the uh, to the top of the mountain and uh, and back again. It was so. The, the bad thing about the video when you watch it is I hardly look at the camera. 
Normally, when we're doing these, we're looking at the, you know, turning to the right and, yeah. and like yeah. addressing the audience. Yeah. I was so laser focused on what was coming up ahead. And uh, so uh, the car, you know, you'll hear about in the video, but it delivers power much differently. It revs so freely. It is, uh, and, but it, it keeps you on edge. It's mm. not something where you, I said on the video, you're not checking your email. You're not checking updates on your phone while you're driving this. You are, uh, both hands on the wheel, looking straight ahead. I think I looked in my mirror twice. I figured no one was behind me could yeah. catch up to me anyhow. Yeah. Uh, but it was, um, yeah. I, I don't think I ever went like over 70. Yeah. <laughs> it was because the corners, yeah. there were so many corners. It was, uh, I know I came back with a big smile on my face. Yeah. Was, yeah. Now, if you look at the, the photo or the video there, the size of the tires are not large by any means especially and compared, 15, compared. 15, 7, yeah. 15 and they came with six and sevens he put seven and eights which was yeah. a common uh he was saying uh that he read that the six and sevens were on there to keep it as late as possible for a modulation mm -hmm. but it was very common for people to put seven so did it have eights. enough grip or was it like how, how did it feel so the thing that really shocked me was in a straight line as you know i'm coming into uh on the straight line we're coming i'm coming into a corner and I lift off the gas mm -hmm. in a straight line, and you can feel that weight transfer. Really? I mean, the car never got loose or anything, but it was fairly dramatic. You, can, you, can, you felt like it bit more as soon as suddenly, you uh, you know, suddenly I realized the rear end is very light. Oh yeah. wow! You know, and uh, that was uh, that was shocking because obviously this car has no driving aids whatsoever. It's uh, mm -hmm. no no PSM, no ABS, no power steering. It's uh, yeah. very raw, uh, but it was. Uh, How did the brakes feel? Um, the brakes, of course, you know, so. You got to remember the year. It's nothing like a modern. Yeah, car. it's a '70s yeah, brake yeah. system. It's not the hands of God stopping you yeah. by any means. Um, so it's uh, you, you anticipate the brakes, and of course you can lock them up if you uh, mm. stab them too hard. Not that I never locked them up, but um, and you know when you're doing these drives, you're, you're remembering you're driving someone's pride and joy, and mm -hmm. that's worth a lot of money. Yeah, uh, you don't want to be an idiot that balls up a uh, an icon. I mean that's um, easily a half million dollar car, right? Yes, yeah, and yeah. of course you're, you're, there's other people on a highway that are eight hundred twenty eighteen. I looked this up to show Bogdan twenty eighteen yeah. a Touring sold for six hundred. $98,000. Okay, so maybe seven. Wow. Yeah. yeah so more now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, the difference between a touring and a lightweight is is crazy money. Mm -hmm. And if you drive them, there's not that much difference behind the mm -hmm. wheel. A lot has to do, not every Courier RS is the same meaning. Um, he has put a lot of money into making this car what it is. Yeah. So uh, just like we drove different 964 Courier, or at least I've driven mm -hmm. different 964 Courier RSs, they're not the same. They're both 92s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're both Corolla RSs, but the whole the feel of suspension because look how old these cars are. Right. So, so how how it's been maintained makes a difference. He's, he's maintained the uh, the, the yeah. pushing, the shocks because he, he drives this car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This mm -hmm. isn't a roll it out to the Concord field and roll it back in. Mm -hmm. I don't need to update at the shocks. So how about the, how, how about the, the transmission? Uh, it's a 915, so uh, that means that you're not speed shifting. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little bit more precise than a 901. Doesn't have the dog leg. It's a regular like H pattern. Um, uh, but you know, I'm just used to older Porsche transmissions, which means you got like a millisecond yeah. heartbeat before you shift into gear because mm -hmm. you don't want to destroy the transmission. But I didn't have. It wasn't like I was thinking, am I in third or yeah. am I in fifth or in first? It was very easy with the. Uh, yeah. The lever to, uh, for your I, I gotta rhythm. imagine as the RPMs were climbing, did it sound like a symphony behind you? You had uh, above, I mean, I lived above 4,000 the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, and the car did not, like my Z3, I get it at 5,000, it's like screaming, stop, just yeah. slow down, yeah. slow yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. But this car was just telling you to go faster and faster. Really? Yeah. I, the oh. interesting thing, when I drove one last year, 
I thought was it was nowhere near as cammy as a 2.4S. You know, a 2.4S above 4,500 RPMs, just all, everything about the character changes, the sound and everything. And this was a lot more linear, but I also thought it was a really comfortable car yeah. to drive. Um, the bolsters on the sports seats of the car are, are you know, reasonably aggressive but the corduroy you know the the cushion that you sit on is kind of poofy and and you know and the it's a lot more compliant suspension wise you know you'd imagine i could see daily driving that car he drove that 300 and some miles to parade yeah uh because his transportation fell through and hmm. uh and it has no air conditioning i i i forgot the rating i gave it for um daily trip. daily driver daily driver no road <laughs> road trip yes uh, the only drawback is the air conditioning. Yeah. Uh, but as far as comfort, like Rob said, it's not a rough ride. It's not, it's very compliant. Um, and, but for him, I asked him, you know, how would you rate this as a road trip? We rode together back and forth, uh, to the, uh, to the, um, start point. And, uh, he was telling me how much he, him and his wife drive, you know, they, uh, yeah. they road trip Good all the time. And yeah. I mean, for awesome. me, I, you know, there are tons of things you can do that are totally reversible. Electric air conditioning and a Porsche classic radio. And you could daily that thing. Yeah, and depending on where you li- live. Yeah. Like, even here, Palm Springs during the day, it's hot. But, like, last night was last cool was nice. and almost kind of cold. Oh, yeah. Or the early mornings here. Man, imagine having that car early morning well, drive. We started doing it around 6 o'clock, Damon. Or uh, we finished. Or we were yeah, right dusk. Five, we, uh, 545, we were, 6. So we, we that's got probably like right the at perfect dusk time. And to coming back, the weather was, um, we had uh, the windows down, obviously. And, yeah. It was the perfect Ooh. summer night. Uh, so jealous. Yeah, yeah. You guys obviously missed the hurricane that blew through last night. Luckily, luckily we did yeah, this right. when we did it, not yeah. uh, last night when the yeah. sandstorm came through. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Carl was, uh, was great. He was very chill. He was mm-hmm. not nervous about, uh, us. And uh, the whole time we were there, I was, you know, while Damon was setting up and doing his thing, we were just, uh, swapping stories about cars mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And, it's really uh, enjoyable. Not to plug Renbo or anything, but the car is actually a very unusual color. It's, it's, it's I think it's signal orange, not signal, signal yellow. yellow. It's signal yellow. Yep. Yep, yeah. Um, which is really not a very common color for 279. Well, you know, it survived because a lot of uh, cars, obviously, everyone thinks these colors have been popular from day one, but there was a point where everyone wanted a silver or black. Yeah. Or yeah. white red. RS. Yeah. Not, not a yellow. And they painted over. Uh, but this one survives. And, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it's, he, he it's my cool. new favorite two seven RS color. I, I asked him. I said, are, "Are you nervous driving this on the street? Uh, someone rear-ending you?" And he was like, "You know, it's been restored once to bare metal. It can be restored again." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He was very. Uh, yeah. He was very yeah. chill about the whole thing. He, um, very chill. So, anyways, yeah. it was a uh, it was a great experience. Um, I, actually, this whole parade has been a, has been a lot of fun. This parade has a vibe. Um, sure yeah uh, i think i have to mention i know mark mentioned that mark porsche was here uh for, for those who don't know who mark porsche is he is the son one of the sons of bootsy porsche bootsy porsche of course was the designer of the 911 904 it was the first uh i think it was the first porsche really designer if you will after erwin commenda Erwin commended in more than just design but he was tasked with finding the replacement for the 356 mm-hmm which was the 911. Um, That's a big task. Yeah. So he, but so here's the cool thing. And, and of course, you know, these people are very approachable at parade. They don't have bodyguards. They don't have uh, people, handlers that are blocking you from, and uh, just hearing him say, you know, I remember when my father did this, or I remember going to when my father's office. When they brought the car over to yeah. the house. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and all these memories he has as yeah. a kid, uh, having your father as Butsy Porsche, 
And then we found out, you know, that uh, his, his father owned uh, several CJ Jeeps. Jeep CJs, and they yeah. loved going oh, wow. uh, off road. It was really uh, oh, and he I just, mean, growing he up in Americana. Germany, you gotta be, you're probably yeah. used to seeing a lot of Jeeps. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't want to tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but what was it in the banquet in his speech? He said he wanted to thank us for all the movies growing up, all the American yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, That's I good. mean, he's into and some he owns quite a bit of American cars. It was kind of funny because he was going through a list of iconic American cars. He was very excited the way we are about Porsches, and he says, uh. Which American cars do you all own? Yeah. Uh, I was like, uh, well, I got a 02 Suburban and a really crappy uh, 012 uh, Chevy uh, Sonic. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nothing That's that I would brag about, certainly. Um, but uh, yeah, he loves two like, car guy. Lots of stories. So down to earth. A lot of time in California. I, you know, Manny, we've we've met a lot of Porsche family members through the years, and we're so grateful that they spend time with us. But do you get the feeling? Mark is like the next generation that's going to be close with us. I think yeah. he's going to want to come and hang out and just do fun stuff with us and come up with future projects. And we did fourth I, meal, I have fourth meal, fourth twice. meal at In-N-Out with him. And nice. uh, he, if if you want to know his uh, sandwich of choice, it is a double double. <laughs> I think we could have done the rare it's everybody's sandwich of choice. Let's face it, <laughs> we could have done the rare fifth meal. Oh. If there would have been Del Taco, if there would have been the other California no, no, Krispy Kreme, fifth meal is dessert. Yeah, and if had there been a Krispy Kreme, he would have done I, it. Well, he wouldn't have hesitated he, he, to yeah. jump in the car with us to. Uh, yeah, we we did fourth meal twice uh, this week, and, and there's and, no no. I mean, you know, you would think with someone like that uh, of that wealth, um, there'd be a certain aura or certain uh, attitude, but no. he climbed into Boo's F-150. <laughs> like a little kid. Like <laughs> we were six of us in this F-150 yeah. crammed in going to uh, in and out And yeah, he was, uh, I like how when he, he, he was really bummed that he lost his Porsche design water bottle that we gave away three. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to say, really? I mean, your dad owns He's like, where's my Porsche bag? Design. Where's my bag? I'm like, uh, I'm sure we can get you another and one. <laughs> that and the in and out stickers, he was bummed that he, uh, yeah. he thought he left at the uh, restaurant. But it was... Uh, that's the kind of experiences, and and but everyone oh, yeah. at parade, you know, has uh, the chance to to meet uh, uh, has and, access and not to only him. just Mark Porsche, but other people that they either yeah. read about in magazines or see uh, in videos. It's um, it's a great experience uh, yeah. because you know parade isn't really open to the public in the sense that we're in this resort and we're walking between hospitality and uh, banquet rooms and a parade store and it's this little village where uh, you're bound to run and bump into somebody and it's very chill and, and that's the thing with parade is you know the events you know all the details of it on paper and sometimes you kind of decide whether or not you're going to do it based on just that and parade is so much more because things that happen in the hallways are you you go to the um the princess after hours lounge and you have grant larson hanging out you know drinking a beer and you have mark porsche you have folks from porsche design and you have you know members from different regions it's like that's to me like yes i love all the events it's one of the most compelling reasons to go that's why you go you you go because you want to hang out with these special people that have this like minded interests and it's hard to convey that to people that just don't understand why would you give up a whole week and they yeah. want to be here that's what they always, want to be here yeah. i mean we uh we Porsche had seminars on wednesday all day and here's grant larson who has spent decades at Porsche, and you would think he would say you know what i'm either going to go uh, chill out in my room or hang out by the pool but uh, certainly i'm not going to be doing Porsche all day because that's what i do all day he was at every seminar in the audience because yeah. yeah. somebody said, uh, asked me, they said, uh, oh, when's the design uh, 
presentation. I said, actually, that was this morning at nine. And he's like, oh, I missed it. He goes, I really wanted to meet uh, Grant Larson. I said, see the guy in the second row sitting down, <laughs> yeah. listening to the seminar right now. I said, That's him. I said, as soon as they walk up to him, he is very. Uh, and you're you're a perfect example. After that dinner, you look kind of tired, and you're like, oh, I'm going to turn in. I, I I had like five minutes later, you turned around, and you're. You Together this, with us till one in the, the morning. Second I, I was promised in and out. So, uh. <laughs> I was like, weren't you going to bed? <laughs> All right. Well, I, like I said earlier, we need to introduce Del Taco into the mix. Yeah. The other yeah. iconic exactly. California Chicken fast food chain. So we, um, we also want to get into the other car that Damon got to drive. And inter- yeah. interestingly enough, we ran into the, the owner at dinner and I'm like, shouldn't you be at the one mile yeah. review with Damon? And yeah. just like the owner of the RS, he's like, He's like, no, I totally trust you guys. Yeah. And, you know, Damon's a good guy and it's a car and yeah. go out, drive it, enjoy it. He's like, that's why I have it. I don't have it to keep it uh, tucked away from yeah. people. I want Damon to enjoy it. And hopefully, you know, he'll capture the spirit of that car. So, so Damon, this is not street legal, right? And this is just, by the way, a, a 2023 718 Cayman GT4 RS. RS. So oh, oh, he okay. brought so that the and the club oh, sport okay. to the autocross. And oh, he, he, let, both he let Dan Dazzo drive the club sport, wow. and then a, the couple who autocrossed his GT4 RS, which wasn't him, because th- this uh, uh, member actually autocrossed the club sport, he let a couple autocross the RS. They actually passed by the film location and said, is that this person's car? And oh, like, yeah, wow. We autocrossed it today. I had just driven. I wasn't sure if he was going to come with me or not, but I know he wanted to go see a movie. Yeah. Uh, I believe Transformers, yep. most likely. And so I had my car, all my stuff is in it. I'm thinking, I can't transfer my stuff, nor do I want to, into his GT4S. Like, it's camera gear, yeah. could, like, damage something. So Bogdan, all by himself, drove my car behind the GT4RS. And that was probably a treat for Bog. That was a treat <laughs> yeah. for Bogdan as well, since... Uh, um, we can get him out of that BMW, you know. Yeah, I know. He really liked my car. He, he, he enjoyed the drive, I think. Um, but yeah, we, we get there and, you know, we break the camera gear out and, you know, the lighting just like the, uh, it was about the same time as that we filmed the Carrera RS as well. Uh, so I have a lot of beautiful shots. If you're watching YouTube, there's just one right now. It's white with the, it's a Vysok package. So it has the magnesium wheels as well. Bare carbon fiber hood. I love um, the blue wheels. Yeah. They, they look good. You know, what's funny is, I kind of prefer the look of the um, non-Vysok wheels, but it would I would rather have the magnesiums because it's, I mean, why wouldn't you? The weight. The weight. Yeah. So, like that. so how, how loud is that inside? <laughs> so, my God, that is, that's a loud, loud car. A good loud. A good loud. Unless maybe you're on a road trip for two or three hours or longer, then it, I could see that getting a little, there's some noise. It, it makes so many different kinds of noises depending on how you've opened the throttle, um, that I could see it getting maybe a little annoying yeah. sometimes. Well, let's, let's just cut to the chase. But that it, is, is this that's probably the, the best, it's the, it's the best car I've driven in a while that I can remember. That does, was, does it feel like a track car on the street or does it feel like you know, a finished it, car? It feels like a really awesome street car and a track car at the same time. It's more compliant, actually, in its normal mode than my car on its Olins. And the Olins oh, are fairly okay. compliant. So Porsche oh, has surprising. obviously been doing some work on, you know, suspension and ride quality refinement on their GT cars. And um, even if you put it in the sport plus mode or sport mode, I guess, on that car, 
for the shocks. It's still on a smooth road like we were on. It was beautiful. You can use both modes on the street unless you're maybe you're in Michigan, you know, uh, <laughs> where you can't. Where you can't. You can yeah. probably stick with the uh, the normal mode. But yeah. the um, I've never experienced sound like that in a car. Um, you know, I went full throttle a few times, but otherwise was just carrying, you know, a nice speed, you know, on the, the same road many drove. And, um, you know, without giving the scores away, I, I don't think, what a car. I'm sensing tens across the board. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, they're, you're, you were, you were almost like floating when I saw you this morning. Yeah. Like, no, like, do definitely. you want to know? Do you want to know how the review? I'm like, no, yeah, tell me on like, the show. Don't tell me right now. We need to save <laughs> no, our actually, I said, don't tell me. I want to hear your. I said, don't tell me how you did an auto car. Okay, you see, oh. I, I didn't even get that far because I, 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 uh, I did yeah, the review. I, I was, yeah. I was, I had been totally uh, radio solid. Yeah, and um, I didn't have anyone I could ask that I knew yeah. went to the autocross. How did Damon do in the autocross? Yeah, uh, because that's why yeah. he was really looking forward to coming out to this, and he managed. Yeah, we managed not to have any hiccups that he couldn't go. Yep. Yeah. So, so. Good, good transmission. So I'm just going to get this out of the way. I wasn't on the right tires. I had a roof rack and, <laughs> and oh what, what else is in there? Oh my goodness. There was an no. avalanche. Everybody, before. everybody, old friend let's, came into town. Let's, let's put the violin and put the chin my down. My tux didn't come back from the <laughs> yep, cleaners. Yep, 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 well, Wendy yep. Shoffit, I saw her and I said, how'd you do? And so she said, well, this was not a Tycon course. It was too too short, and I thought. Yeah. Then I thought, well, that means it's great for Dave. It was right. okay. So I I I'm happy with my time. I had a great time on this course. It was actually a tough course. Um, it left you a lot of options. There was a cement pad in the center, which is that hundred percent changed how much about? grip you had. What's that? Was that the crossover I heard? There was a crossover, and like you know, on my very last run, which if you're watching on YouTube, oh, this, this is my, my fastest. Um, and I was tw- 27th overall on day two. Wow, some, that's some tough the competition. competition. Was wow, people in California are really well. That's really the thing is, you know, so, <laughs> so you beat Dan Dazzo. I did. And, wow, but, well, he, but he was in he was in a club sport, so that's wrong. It wasn't a oh, it was, was even uh, better. It was this members club sport on, on slicks. That's awesome. So wow. Dan, if you're listening, sorry, but wow. I had to had to say that. So so here's the thing with parade autocross. We yeah. don't have like a point system, you yeah. know, that that culminates that parade. You know, you have people that are yeah. have never autocross the first time, a couple of times, or they only autocross that parade, yeah. and then sometimes you get. SCCA national champions and, yeah, and there were several the, and you get the whole range and this, this one seemed like we brought some yeah. A drivers out and in California and this is also another good transition in, in California um, I forgot being from San Diego but uh, and this is throughout the whole state um, people build these I mean I feel like they build autocross specific cars they go yeah. all out more than like track cars sometimes I feel like yeah and That'll lead us and to... And hopefully, hopefully we'll do a video later, Steve yes. Lau's car. Yeah, Steve Lau brought a, an, an amazing car, and it's actually it's a white 9.8-2010 Cayman that has a ridiculous 991.2 GT3 engine that he put into yeah. the car himself. That's crazy. And uh, Robert, uh, there's a video, actually, of um, Steve Lau's run, uh, which at some point you're going to be able to see it. This is actually the Macan PEC, but let's talk about this first. So... We had a Porsche Experience Center uh, driving coach who took a base Macan out to set a lap time, <laughs> and it was it was either 55 or a 58. It, it, it was in that range, um, the time that ended up he ended up getting. And if you beat that time, 
you get entered into a raffle to go do a GT3 driving experience in either Atlanta Experience Center or LA. Cool. So he went out there. He went out on his first lap. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see pretty soon here, something doesn't go quite right. And it's right about now. Oh. And now. And uh -huh. whoops. Oh, okay. And then we had Larry Larry Sharp on the announcement. Oh, he DNF. He DNF. Okay, so he didn't walk. The, he just showed up and drove it. So oh, okay, to yeah, his credit, course, he yeah. didn't even know what the course looked like. Right. So he took the rest of that lap to, um, you know, just learn the rest learn. of it. He went really slow. Yeah. But then he, he you know, went out again and uh, did a great job and, and set a lap time, I think, that. You know, it was reasonable enough for people to. That's got to be a lot of pressure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So You're now on YouTube, <laughs> we're watching actually if uh, on YouTube is Steve Lau's car, and you know it's a, it's a white 2010 Cayman that he built in his garage. And you know how Porsche said that we can't fit the GT3 engine in because there's not enough room, and there's like some oil. There, there's something that just doesn't quite fit. And the Steve. fix that he had was really simple. If, if Porsche had, it, it looked like if Porsche had just redesigned maybe the opening to the upper firewall in the Cayman, yeah. it could have been accommodated in a 987. Yeah, I'm sure there's more to so, the, that and, decision. And, you know, just redesign yeah, it. Yeah. I'm sure it's way yeah. more than that. But like, it, it wouldn't have been the most complicated thing to do. Wow. I can't but, wait to uh, see it in person. Amazing he told me, car. Uh, so we were at the after hours lounge and he told me about it. I was like, I remember you because yeah. he was, I think, FTD in Monterey so as well. So he's, he's been FTD at four or five different parades and each one in a different car. Yeah. So in Utah, so, so it's funny, uh, another member, um, brought up like Utah, like it was a legendary status. So I need to go yeah. back and like ask people about Is what he happened still in Utah. Here? Yeah. We're going to go in his let's, car. Let's talk offline. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, can we, I want to get stills of it. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, I, so he's become the Tom Provasi. Yeah. Of past. Because yes. Tom Provasi, I remember, used to be the king of the hot TVs yeah. uh, whenever he showed up. So, uh, and, and it's, it's it, it, the similarities is even more because I think it's either his wife or his significant other, also top level driver, just like Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so Tom. he was top time of day. His wife, uh, Tara, was second top time of day. Look at overall. that. That's so cool. So, and they were about roughly a second off. He, he got a little bit below 46 and she got 46. It looks something. like we used every single pylon we had in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And much. that gives a great. So this is why autocross, it can be such a challenge. And people who just do track events look down at autocross and I, I, I chuckle because, uh, if you, don't walk the course, this can, this can easily yeah. just turn into a sea of pylons. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, we don't chalk the course. This one was chalked a little bit. So Southern California, sp yeah, specifically San Diego. Oh, at Parade, which on here, the they do it yeah. differently. And I guess in Parade, yeah. But yeah. they use a lot more cones out here in Southern yeah. California. Uh, yeah, one Parade yeah, along here, we did not do autocross. Went, I don't, uh, I, I, he went through the middle of the course. So some of, it, some of it's chalked. It's not chalked like the whole path, is it? Well, you, sometimes there's a crossover. Uh, you can't okay. chalk it. Okay, I see. Um, but like I Damon said, uh, walking the course is... Not to. mandatory, but if you don't want to get lost, this was one. You, if you didn't not walk just once, you walk yeah. it multiple times. Yep. So uh, because yeah, you can see from the in car. Like for me, I didn't walk. I haven't been to this course, and it looks like a sea of cones. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't tell if we're going to turn left or right uh, coming up. Yeah, but uh, I feel bad for the uh, for the uh, uh, Porsche um, instructor, uh, PEC instructor, because he has so much pressure. And here's a guy everyone yeah. kind of like looks up to. Yeah, didn't even walk they're, the they're course. phenomenal uh, instructors yeah. and he drivers, and uh, not to have walked the course. And then you know, uh, 
being in a base uh, Macan going up against mm-hmm. much faster cars. Yeah, Wendy Schaffer was happy that he she beat the uh, the uh, PEC instructor's time. Yeah. 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 Well, that's cool though. I mean, it, it does, uh, bring a spotlight to how amazing they are. He's in a base Macan and mm-hmm. it's, it's good all around. Um, I'll take this time if you're ready, Robert, just to remind people if you haven't signed up for our, uh, online newsletters, head to pca.org. You've got e-break news. You've got performance news and Mark Fresh news. Let's get into a little bit of news. We have, um, we've been so busy here. I haven't been tracking a whole lot. But uh, Manny picked up an IMSA article on Watkins Glen. Yeah, so uh, as we said in the beginning, this is uh, this podcast was supposed to air uh, a week later. Uh, so next week's podcast, you're going to hear the news yeah. from this week. If that doesn't confuse the heck out of you. Uh, <laughs> so by the time you listen to this, you will already know who won at Watkins Glen. Uh, because that's this weekend for us. Um, but Porsche is obviously le- leading the manufacturer uh, race. Uh, which after after seeing Le Mans, you thought there's no way they're leading anything, uh, <laughs> but they are in the U.S. Uh, so uh, they're going in to defend uh, um, the points lead. Hopefully, keep it. That'll be a nice uh, nice consolation prize if we can pull off a uh, manufacturer's uh, title at the end of the season. The JDC Miller car, which Robert has on screen right now, the yellow one, will also be there. Um, so it was interesting because of, of Volker uh, Holzmeier, who's on our next week's podcast. Um, is the president of Porsche Motorsports North America, and he gave a presentation, which I believe we recorded as well, um, just about motorsports and what he does. And of course, a lot of people are asking about uh, the 963s and their performance at Le Mans. And um, I so much wanted to uh, to uh, stand up and uh, not defend them, but explain um, that Porsche does not hit home runs every single time. It's mm-hmm. rare, and I know uh, Rob. Uh, uh, Jeff, your executive editor, asked me to write something about Lama, and I really thought I was going to email him and say, how about I also write about the history of um, Porsche and prototypes in their first year and how long it takes them to win Lama? Because except for the 956, everything else has taken over a year to really sort out. The 956, they just nailed it and won Lama within, uh, it seemed like a few weeks after they announced this car. Uh, but uh, the other cars uh, do have histories where just like we are now, people were doubting Porsche, doubting the car, doubting everything, and then Porsche comes back and wins it. Uh, so, um, yeah, hopefully uh, if they could win the championship, well, that would be phenomenal for Penske and the 963 uh, to come out in the first year and win the championship. Uh, Le Mans, you know, it would have been great to win on the 100th anniversary and the 75th anniversary of Porsche, but um, uh, hopefully for next year. I also want to take this time to thank Nathan Mers. We did a video with him that's actually should be online as uh, we post this. And we did What's My Porsche Worth? And you picked uh, several cars for us to go through. Yeah, and that video uh, is is trending very uh, very quickly. I think within 24 hours, it already has, uh, less than 24 hours, it already has uh, close to 4,000 views. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had a, a Carrera RS set up as a lightweight, but it's a real Carrera RS. Uh, we had a, a beautiful 99-996 early build. Mm-hmm. A, uh, young owner. Yeah, young owner, a 981. And, of course, uh, we give you a full update on Project 964. And, of course, uh, Nathan and Vu go over the, uh, the current values, what to look for in each model. Um, yeah, it was a full house in the audience. 
and uh, there was over close to 200 people watching uh, live at YouTube while we were filming it. So it's, it's become now, I think, an institution. Part of Parade is uh, what's my portion worth on Thursdays. The so, 996 owner, was his name Bobby? And it was yes. Arctic yes. Silver? Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think yeah. we did. A, we're doing a panel story on him? Yeah, the 26-year-old yeah. guy. Who yeah. Was yeah. I met him, too, when he was yeah. uh, out doing the Concord prep. He it was super chill. Yeah, I was yeah, walking around looking for ideas, and I walked up, and I... Uh, I introduced myself, and he goes, oh, no, I listen to your podcast all, and watch your videos all the time. And I'm like, well, that's going to make this easier than asking <laughs> you if, uh, if you want to come in. So, yeah, it was a fun uh, fun show. And thank you to all the volunteers who helped us push the cars because we're not allowed to drive them inside hmm. the ballroom. So, Nor can uh, the tires touch a carpet. Yes, we <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and, Polytech, uh, we know that name very well. <laughs> and we had to run over Porsche's plush carpeting, which, like someone said, is trying to, like, push a car through sand. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we had a volunteer, a lot of volunteers who stepped up to, uh, help move as quick as possible since it was a live show. How cool was it to look into our audience and see the Porsche Club Insider t-shirts? <laughs> and, and the, the ladies from the, uh, parade store told us that, uh, they've had to restock two or three times wow. the table. And I, w I was like, Wow. Like, I don't I'm have like, one Really? Yet. Yeah. No, I don't I have one. Yet. Rob, Robert's, yeah, Robert's, uh, <laughs> rocking one right now. And for those of you that are listening or watching, I'm sure we're going to get it onto the, uh, PCA web store as well. So you can get your own and there's mugs and, uh, travel. Uh, what? I was so just as, as we're recording this and people who are watching YouTube can see, uh, the background, um, this is, uh, an, in an hour or so, it's going to be the start of Tech Tactics Parade. And we have a whole day of seminars, uh, some in multiple rooms um, that uh, we're going to capture, I think, four of them uh, to broadcast later. That's why Robert's all set up in his little control room. And we have some uh, interesting topics. Uh, another one with Nathan about um, uh, how, to, how to buy and sell your Porsche, some helpful hints he's had along the way. Uh, we're going to talk about um, auctions and uh, what to expect in, in live auctions and uh, some stories of that. Uh, we're going to have Chris Jacobs from Overhaul, and him and Vue are going to maybe talk a little bit about behind the scenes of what happens at the reality car shows, not car shows, but automotive shows. And we're going to find out, did he really rebuild an engine in five days? Yeah. <laughs> or rebuild, completely rebuild a car? Um, yeah, so we have some, uh, some uh, great topics um, uh, coming up, including uh, we're going to have a, uh, what we call the Scots. There's oh yeah, two two a gentleman from Porsche uh, um, that are going to talk about the iconic liveries. Remember the Coke mm -hmm. uh, car and the, uh, the different liveries and what made him choose the liveries, how he did it behind the scenes. Yeah, so this whole week, if you ever think of, if you're thinking about coming to Alabama, and even if you fly in, there's so much to do. Um, and, and I missed like the presentation because we were with. Uh, doing the classic club coupe reveal, but I missed the whole, um, Michael Tam and the livery of, of the, um, the car that the uh, special car they did, the Carrera RS, they had the whole behind the scenes story. Uh, so I was bummered that I, I had to miss that, but there's impossible to do everything at parade as we all know, because we're all doing different things. Yeah. And you don't necessarily, like you said, you don't necessarily need your car. I'm sure the experience, it is great when you have your car it's at parade, nice. but there's plenty of stuff to do and catch and odds are uh you know people part of parade is of course um learning and, and enjoying the local uh restaurants and and culture and so i went out with the uh parade store uh women and my wife and i and we went to this mexican restaurant they looked up that had high rating in old Los town Arcos? no no this uh, was actually we had to drive into old town uh, palm springs uh, whole restaurant 
parade people. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? They found it? <laughs> we That's went funny. inside. We're like, hey, hey. That's there were like eight tables out of the 12 that was all parade people. Because yeah. the waitress wow. is like, is there a convention? Review. But it just shows you how how many over 2,000 people you're going to run into people at the breakfast places in town. And so it's that's a cool thing to yeah. me about parade is that uh, even if you know no one coming in this parade, when you leave, you will have a lot of new friends that you'll start seeing at every parade. Yeah, and this has got to be a big shot in the arm for some of the local restaurants and businesses too. Absolutely, this is not exactly high season. Yeah, R- Rubio's and Del Taco are doing really well. <laughs> how many times I've eaten there now? So. <laughs> David alone is meeting their quota. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I want to remind everyone that uh, if you're going to Rensport, be sure to uh, volunteer, and uh, the registration is up, and you can check it out on Motorsports Reg. Uh, but here's where I want to transition and introduce Alex Ching, uh, the Treffin North American Chair. We're going to pull some footage from our uh, podcast earlier, and here we go. Uh, Alex Ching, the Chair of Treffin North America. Alex, are you around here somewhere? Come on so over. Treffin, we're going to... Uh... The St. Louis area. Have you, you've probably been to St. Louis for the arch. Yeah, of course. Yes. Have you been there yet, Walter? No, not yet. Okay. So you may want to listen so you can sign up for the uh, Treffin event. So Alex is responsible for one of the most popular events in PCA. It's the Treffin North America. Um, we've been known to sell out the event in less than eight minutes. Uh, the Ooh. one upcoming this fall is a gateway to the West, September 20th through 24th. And we have you here, Alex, to just share with people maybe some inside tips and what to look forward to because registration opens June 28th. Correct. So, um, we're a much smaller events, usually around 300 people, um, for traffic gateway. Our host is the uh, Ritz Carlton in uh, Clayton, Missouri. Uh, we're about 10 miles west of downtown St. Louis. Um, for this event, we are doing a Oktoberfest theme. Ooh. So bring your later hosen and, and journals. <laughs> so uh, it'll be a little cooler than it is right now. Yes. Much. <laughs> That's a big selling point. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, we have five guided tours for the first two days. And then two bus tours on our last day of the event. Um, if you're into driving great roads, we go into the countryside out there outside of St. Louis. Um, St. Louis is a really historic town. Um, it was first settled by the French, hence the name St. Louis. And then in the late 1800s, um, the German immigrants moved into the area and saw a lot of breweries and and wineries in the region. So we're going to be hitting a lot of those little towns around there that has a strong German influence. So so Manny was around when the, the Treffen, or back then we called it the Escape, um, the idea came about. Um, our friend Tim Fleming uh, for, first had the Escape here in the wineries of California, and it was supposed to be uh, created so that if you have a parade in the East Coast, you would have something available that year for PCA members in the West Coast and vice versa. Um, and it's 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 a little bit different from from a full Porsche parade here, where we have two thousand people. Treffen is a much more intimate group. It's usually during the time period where it's 
primarily couples, uh, no competitive events, lots of driving tours, lots of fantastic food. And the venues that you choose, Alex, are typically f- like four, almost five star. Correct. Yeah, our minimum standard is is a minimum of a four star resort. Uh, we'll, we go out there and we taste the food. It's fantastic. Um, there's all, also a lot of good restaurants around where our venue is. So. It's about driving and eating, essentially. Yes, that's correct. That's what our yeah. club does best. That's, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. And we kinda... Maybe that's why Volker doesn't look at us as good drivers. <laughs> <laughs> we have to choose Volker. Have... Yeah. Sometimes we yeah. choose food. We equal driver weight, but it stops at 80 kilos. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're done. We're My done, good for. Luck. Good luck. Why did you, you look qualify. at me when you said that? <laughs> you literally oh. looked at me and said, good luck, <laughs> when you mentioned weight. You know what? I cannot be my, my friend here. <laughs> Yeah, so we, we kind of look at ourselves as the book in for parade. So we we have our events in the spring and the fall. So it's usually a little cooler, you know. In the spring, uh, you get to see a lot of new growth for the trees and stuff. In the fall, usually you can catch some of that fall foliage. And there's always fantastic destinations, not only right. for food, but, you know, historic sites. Um, you're, you're taking people to beautiful areas. And roads that are definitely not just straight. They, that's the correct. Requirement has to be their curvy yes. roads. Yeah, we we definitely. That's one thing we do look for. It's got to have fantastic roads for people to drive on. Now, usually, we don't have to sell Treffin because, as you said, it literally sells out in eight minutes. Robert uh, takes care of uh, uh, that. We usually go to his desk to look at the. Uh, he sets up a screen. Sometimes he sends us a link so we can see. It's like watching the stock market. It's amazing. As soon as it opens, you have hundreds of people and you're watching as they're going for the registration process. And uh, it's heartbreaking because they have to cut off at a certain amount and it happens right. really quickly. And so uh, we try to give um, uh, helpful hints to be able to get into the events. And, and part of those helpful hints is to look at that registration page prior to registration opening, decide what you want. It's kind of like you're knowing, you know, you're going to a restaurant, go online, look at the menu, because imagine you only had three minutes to order. You wanted to use the food reference. I was yes. going to say concert ticket <laughs> reference. Yeah, but, uh, There's no calories involved in that. Know how many tickets you want to buy. Know the events you want to go to advance. So when it opens, you get through it and check out as soon as possible. That's not good advice because you never got into Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> <laughs> the food's better. The food's better. Um, but, but, but yeah, let, let, let me say something for registration. Maybe it's a good idea <laughs> if you give the older people <laughs> and you decide, you decide what age you want to take it. Uh, give them about two minutes, you know, advance. Sir, you do we, understand. You're asking for or, a friend. Yeah, <laughs> no, for me, it's okay. But sometimes, you know, my wife, no, I'm telling you, I, I look at it and it comes complicated, you know, like so, and, and uh, uh, people are not as fluent at the thing. So I can see that. And I mean it maybe really, I don't know how you can do it, but maybe set aside, you know, 50, 50 entries. For people who takes a little bit longer. Well, I will it's, say, uh, and I mean it seriously. You you may have the, the co grand marshal title at Rensport, but in PCA you have the golden key. So you and Yolanda, <laughs> whenever, wherever, if you want to join us with PCA, we will certainly make that Yolanda happen. Yolanda with her phone, she she can handle it pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, she does. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> so, so the uh, so the secret is. Um, uh, going to basically the sort of tours are really the key because that's what Correct. fills up because we can only put so many cars yeah. together in tours. You don't want a line of a hundred cars. That's not fun for anyone. Uh, so it, it is limited. It's different than parade. 
Um, what are the, some of the tours that uh, we're going to be doing? So for this one, we're going to a, a historic town of Herman, which has been settled there since the 1700s. But um, great roads going out there. You're going to take part of uh, historic Route 66 oh, for that cool. tour. Um, we're going to uh, the town of Augusta, which is the first appellation for the U.S. for mm. for the wineries. Mm. So um, there's also the town of Washington. We're following the Lewis and Clark Trail for that one. Uh, we're going to a, a small town called St. Genevieve to the south of St. That, Louis. Yeah. Um, lunch is going to be at a winery down there. The wine region is just throughout that area. They were probably one of the first wine regions in the U.S. until Prohibition came along and kind of killed the industry. Now they're, they're trying to revive it, so it, it's, it's booming. They're, they grow their own varietals out there. So, and I think the lunches are a little bit nicer too. They're not yes, just a, yes. a bag luncher. No, it's it's not. We most of our uh, lunches are catered, or they are at a very fine restaurant in the area. Now, there's also this thing called an NDO. Yes, that stands for Navigators Day Off. Um, we usually provide bus tours on those days. For 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 the St. Louis event, we're going to the Gateway Arch. And then following that will be a riverboat cruise. The second tour, we're going to the Anheuser-Busch uh, Brewery and then to uh, President Grant's farm. Does the brewery uh, have free samples? Of course. <laughs> of course. And we provide I'm asking for so Walter because I know he wanted to find out. <laughs> I that saw his ears got perk up yeah. when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> he sold it. Kept the spark. But you want, if you want to meet the Clydesdales, that oh. They're included with the uh, Anheuser Busch tour, and then oh, that's nice. that's cool. the U.S. Grant Farm. That's where they actually raised the Clydesdale. So you get to see a little of both sides of, of how they. I'm five foot six. I need another thing to remind me I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the baby Clydesdale! So there you have it. Like we're telling you all the secrets. Uh, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to get into traffic, but right. it's going to best your odds if you follow these tips and. Um, Please know, just like I think Manny says it all the time, you know, we have a maximum capacity so that we can keep the quality of the event. And for those that get in, congratulations to you. But for those that don't get in, don't scream at us. <laughs> <laughs> We've given you a heads up. Right. Um, it's just a very popular event. And it's, uh, we, we usually don't even mention it because people get mad and they say, well, you're, you promoted Treffin, but it's sold out. Yeah, it's sold out in a few minutes. Um, so here's here's the insider tip. Right. Uh, go look at that website. Choose what you're going to uh, do. So when registration opens, you can go through and pick everything you want and be checked out. And odds are you'll probably get in. So thank you very much for all that information, Alex. I look forward to seeing some of you at uh, Traffic Gateway West. And this is almost a wrap. Anything else before uh, we close out this segment? No, it'll be good to uh, get back to uh, the regular studio. Um, big thanks to Robert, who has been working his butt off the past three days, uh, doing, uh, just capturing content for the podcast for, uh, Tech Tactics Live. He makes it look easy, but there's a lot of wiring, a lot of cameras, a lot of logistics. A lot of gear. To, uh, to make this happen when we go remote. 
Uh, but we do this for the members so they can enjoy what uh, maybe they're they're not here. They can still get a bit uh, part of parade. Uh, Damon did a phenomenal job with the uh, quick turnaround on some of these videos, including the parade uh, walk around our parade conquer walk around video, which is uh, trending really well. Yeah, um, uh, yeah it's a it's Where a hard week. It's a hard week for the staff, the, both the volunteer and the office staff. But uh, I think it's a lot of fun, and, and it certainly pays off. And it really will sink in at the very end uh, for all of us, members and and staff alike, that this was a phenomenal parade. Mm-hmm. So thank you to all that put in efforts to do so. Again, I want to remind you: if you uh, haven't signed up for eBreak News, do so, as well as Performance News, Mart Fresh News. If you're watching on YouTube, likes comments of course subscribe get us closer to our 100,000 subscriber goal and uh thank you for listening if you aren't currently a pca member and you own a porsche grab that vin we'll sign you up and if you're not a porsche owner yet consider the test drive program we'll help you find that special porsche remember to follow our podcast instagram page behind the scenes photos porsche club insider all one word so you cannot send us an email. We'll read them. Podcast at PCA.org. Stay in touch with all things PCA. Until next time, stay safe and we'll catch you down the road.